Welcome to Fresh Minds, a podcast hosted by Just Love Bath. This podcast discusses mental health and the Christian faith. We aim to encourage you as a student, hoping to leave you with principles that lead to a fresh mind, renewed hope and an increased sense of community. Welcome to another episode of Fresh Minds. I'm Jane and today I'm joined by Eleanor. Thank you for joining us today. Who are you Eleanor? What do you do and how are you involved with Just Love? Hey everyone, I'm Eleanor. I'm a fourth year architecture student at the University of Bath. Um, I have also written a blog for a number of years and have a real heart for discipling others and mentoring others within the church that I attend. I'm also the social media secretary of Just Love. So yeah, that's me. Awesome, Eleanor. I've got a fun question for you. Okay. If you were to compare yourself to an animal, what would it be and why? Hmm, I think I'm going to have to go with dolphin on this one, just because I think they're active, they're playful, they're joyful, um, but they also have like an inner strength that I definitely aspire to have. Um, and they're very extroverted. They love to be in groups and to, to be with their friends. And that's me. Awesome. You know, that's quite a rogue answer. I've not heard of an aquatic animal being a comparison before, but I think that really works. <laughs> Knowing you, I think I can definitely see those characteristics and attributes. Um, but I want to think about how we can support our friends that don't know Jesus. Eleanor, what sort of things should we consider when supporting those friends? Yeah, supporting anyone can be difficult and confusing at times, but I think supporting non-Christians certainly requires an awareness of the fact that they don't yet have the same understanding and perspective of hope that we do. They don't have an understanding of redemption or of the promise of a God who will carry us through. And I recall being so overwhelmed about this at times when I've needed to help friends myself, but it doesn't mean we don't have anything to give. Practically, there are tons of disciplines and actions that we can show and demonstrate, which will always help, regardless of anyone's faith or religion. And actually, I think a good friend is someone who can be helpful in the way that is most receptive and most helpful, um, because when someone's world is crashing around them, I don't think uh, running in with Bible verses or scriptures that they don't understand is necessarily going to be useful. Yeah. These disciplines can involve uh, creating an open space to listen. For example, letting them know that your door is always open. Um, and I'd actually recommend buying a doorstop. Sounds a bit silly, but... <laughs> Uh, the amount of times I've left my door open with a doorstop and people have actually started to walk in has been incredible. It's also about being intentional and spending time doing simple activities with somebody. Uh, you would do that with your friends anyway, but particularly when they're struggling. Perhaps you can invite them for a short walk outside somewhere. You could invite them to do a hobby with you or just cook them dinner. That can sometimes be the biggest help of all. I think we also try um, try to lead people in a discipline of rest. That's really important. In the Bible, we learn about Sabbath. We learn about taking time to rest and taking times to uh, go away and have solitude even. 
this isn't really in our British culture at the minute, but it is in a biblical culture. And perhaps we can model that to others. Maybe we can encourage our friends to come with us for a 15 minute break in between lectures to walk around campus or go and get coffee. I often uh, find it's important to encourage my friends to get out in the middle of the day away from the architecture studio uh, during winter especially in order just to get some daylight because that can be really important and something that a lot of architecture students miss out on due to the long hours of the degree. With illness obviously people struggle with different illnesses and different illnesses have different remedies and it's the same with mental health and so yes you know these disciplines are quite broad um, but we can always be there just simply by being constant, by being normal um, and not trying to rush in and be a saviour or fix everything. I think it's, it's important that we just listen and we normalise and we become a friend before we then try and find opportunities to pray or do anything else. Having said that, though, I would still say that it's always important, number one, to encourage your friends to go and seek the support that they need, whether that's through well-being or contacting a phone line or even speaking to someone like a parent. Absolutely. Yeah, I really like what you said there, sort of that balancing rest and in the same moment, giving them your time. Mm. Just that appreciation of going to visit them, going to make a meal for them or just inviting them into your space where we live in such a busy and chaotic culture that half hour will mean a lot to them especially if they're carrying a burden and they just need someone to sit with them and not feel like they are being rushed or taking away something from you I think sometimes people feel like their mental well-being can be a bit of a burden and they don't want to share that with other people but by being receptive and giving them freely your time and not yeah, putting any sort of pressure on them um, is really helpful and just a good way to show your love uh, without yeah, going straight in with some scripture. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the thing with relationship, isn't it? That we have to create relationship for people to be genuinely vulnerable with us and so I think half of it is just being good friends you might not even know that your friend is struggling right now but one day you might be able to facilitate support because they feel able to then share with with you yeah and Eleanor I guess people share quite a lot with you and are vulnerable and when someone does entrust you with a really personal experience I can imagine that it may weigh down on you a bit and you might want to seek wisdom or share that with someone who can help you navigate the best response and in this situation how would you best deal with confidentiality? This is so important uh, you're exactly right confidentiality is uh, really important when we're dealing with our friends who are struggling mentally but also there is a burden mental health issues can be extreme and they can also be triggering, particularly when self-harm or addiction or other issues can be involved. When we listen, we have to respect confidentiality because we have to build trust. However, I do think there is a huge difference between confidentiality and confidence. 
So I remember being told something traumatic and suddenly being responsible for holding such a deep mental health related secret. After obviously having dealt with any immediate harms or risk, which I encourage you to do um, by getting them to, to go to services and perhaps offering to go with them or removing yeah. whatever, whatever thing may be in harming, removing that first. But after that, I was suddenly left aware of this reality that I had earned that person's trust and that I had to respect their wishes by not betraying or disclosing anything that they weren't ready to share to others. But we're human and we can't hold such traumatic things to ourselves because it will eat us away and it will also harm our own mental health. I actually learned the importance of sharing this with what I call a third party who was entirely removed from the situation. For me, this was an ex-counsellor in my local church who didn't know anyone, didn't know uh, any kind of attachment to university students or anything like that. She was entirely removed from the, the situation. I didn't share names and I didn't share specifics so that this person would never know or never come into contact with that other person and therefore that that trust bond wasn't broken and I knew that I could confidently share without kind of betraying that other person who had involved. It was a simply a space for me to to just rather than sharing specifics to just say hi this topic came up in conversation I find it quite hard and I'd just like to acknowledge that I'd like to pray about it um, because I don't want it to eat me up yeah. we could then pray about it and it meant that uh, the trust wasn't betrayed but I was also leaving emotionally ready to continue to support that person it became important um, for me particularly when I started to help others who were struggling with issues that I'd previously struggled with and therefore I found triggering yeah yeah, and absolutely. actually one thing, yeah, one thing my third party did teach me as being an ex-counsellor was that a lot of counsellors will have a third party because it's so important to discharge that uh, trauma that could then come back to kind of hurt us. Um, we have to protect ourselves as well as protecting that other person. With that said, do you ensure that it's somebody mature, somebody completely extrapolated from the situation? Um, so, yeah please do not speak to another student or a tutor or anyone that um, that might know that person and definitely do not share names or any specific details unless there are serious serious risk of harming themselves and you think that it is an emergency and it's an essential in order to protect them. Thanks Eleanor that is really really helpful and I think even just going back to what you were saying about having someone to pray with and how helpful that is when you just don't have the words to say necessarily and you need to get it off your chest um yeah just having someone else who you can trust but is still outside of the whole situation yeah definitely john fifteen twelve says this is my commandment love each other just as i have loved you jesus calls us to love and support our friends but here we also see that it should come from a place of being loved by god ourselves are we supporting someone and feeling worn out? Take some time to receive God's love today. Like Helena suggested, do you need to reach out to somebody before you continue to support others? Take a moment 
then come back to hear what it means to be Jesus and how we should be managing our expectations. Would it look like to be Jesus to your friend? Had you got any advice? Yeah, actually, when moving to university, I felt God call me to be an open door to my flat. Jesus was radical in his love and he was always there. In my experience, um, being Jesus has meant having the willingness to yield. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes I had to be willing to stay up for two hours and listen to somebody when they came to my door, even if I was just about to fall asleep and get in bed. It's the willingness to walk with them and help with them and to sometimes sacrifice something that I want in order to make the space to be there for somebody else. Jesus didn't say, be healed and stay where you are. He often said, be healed and go. And therefore I needed to be willing to not just be the first port of call, but to say, I'm gonna listen to you, but I'm also gonna walk with you as you journey uh, through this kind of struggle. We need to be uh, willing to help and we also need to be willing to show them how to live sometimes. For example, if someone's struggling hypothetically with addiction or maybe an eating disorder, it's a case of listening to them, pointing them to the correct services that can help them, but also coming alongside them. This might look like teaching them new recipes sharing helpful tips, taking them for walks, encouraging them, having them for dinner and helping to cook with them, and just really offering that chance to restore uh, their lives in a way. It's also worth noting that Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. He's a God who goes after one lost sheep despite having the 99 around him. Sometimes mental health issues can result in hospitalization or long periods of time just spent back home with family. And in our individualistic culture today, I think one of the most radical things we can do is show up to quite literally contact them, ask them if you can visit them and just go, even if you're terrified of hospitals like I was. It will speak such volumes and it will certainly help even if they do understandably decline if they say no, we do have to humbly respect that. But even the notion of asking will speak volumes. Finally, prayer is vital. We aren't the saviour, Jesus is. And I'm not saying that you pray with them all the time and you force them to let you pray for them. But you can be praying in your heart as you go throughout your day. You can also ask friends and life group to, play, to pray as long as you don't share anything, just simply ask them to pray for a friend who is struggling and God will know who that person is anyway. Thanks, Eleanor. Yeah, I think that offering to pray, I know from experience has been really helpful uh, when talking to friends. They like the idea that you're taking their situation seriously, that you care about them and that you're trying to involve something personal in your faith into helping them and that situation. So after you supported your friends, how do you deal with the expectation versus the reality if you don't see any immediate noticeable change? Yeah, that's a great question, Jane. The road to good mental health is often a very long journey, but with all illnesses, we believe in a miracle working God. In my time at university, I have seen God do miracles, 
And I've been completely astounded by the sudden turnaround of results. And I want to encourage you too that miracles do happen and you should definitely pray for them and hope for them, both for healing and for friends to come to know Jesus who cares for them. However, more often than not, God works in the slow and the steady and the perhaps, would I say, sustainable. I remember actually being so frustrated after witnessing one miracle when in other scenarios I wasn't seeing any results at all. But God is still in it. My dad actually is a church minister and for years he's always taught me that sometimes we need to teach people how to live their lives before we teach them to love and to know Jesus. Sometimes we have to help them to deal with their debt or to teach them how to maintain good conversations with people before they can even have the capacity to sit and to think or to hear about the gospel message that we are speaking about and showing them. This has often been the case in my friendships with others, particularly when mental health is involved. People take time and that's okay. Some of my friends have walked through struggles and all I've been able to do is be there and pray in my heart and hope for them. I've just tried my best to help them with practical things like eating, balancing work, coming for dinner, seeking help and all those kind of practical things. Slowly, as months pass by, I've been Jesus to them by cheering them on as they journey through and being there when they stumble at times as well. They haven't found Jesus yet. Some of them are still struggling, but some of them are also living healthier, fuller and happier lives. And whilst, of course, I still pray that one day they'll know Jesus, as I wait, I will enjoy their friendship. And in my heart, I can ponder all the things that God has done and praise him for it myself. Hopefully, one day they'll look back and see it for themselves as well. But until then, I'm still going to praise and I'm still going to be friends with them. It's so encouraging when you see all the small progress that has been made. Yeah. These things take time, as you said before, but you can still stop and appreciate. And I think that is so important for spurring you on to continue to pray for them and help them and give up your time as you said previously so definitely yeah I think God God is definitely um the God of detail as well and therefore he cares about all of the small practical small steps and he's a he's a patient God as well and therefore I think sometimes we need to learn to be patient and not expect a huge miracle when those miracles happen then it's brilliant but most often is a case of just waiting and being willing to serve at all times. Well, Eleanor, it certainly sounds like you've been serving well whilst you've been in Bath. Thank you for sharing um, all those amazing bits of advice and that experience that you've had during your time at university. Yeah, you're welcome. Fabulous. Well, please do join us for a future episode of Fresh Minds. Coming up, we'll have a question and answer session, uh, looking back at some of the previous topics we covered, as well as answering questions that you send in. And do check out our social media for details on our uh, in-person meetings and um, the You've been listening to Fresh Minds by Just Love Bath. If you're a student in Bath and would like to get involved, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Just Love Bath. We'd love to get to know you at our weekly meetings, no matter which university you attend. Come along.
If you've been affected by any of the issues discussed in this podcast, please reach out by contacting your SU Wellbeing team, a helpline such as the Samaritans, or by letting one of the committee members know. Whilst we can't offer support ourselves, we can point you in the right direction. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.